I'm doing the hokey Looking pokey. Warm and cozy. Yeah, cozy. I got my flatbreads. I got my choice of soft drink or lemonade. I am cozy. Some soups in there. A warm, rainy day. Get some soups. I'll do. I'll do a half sandwich and a soup. Would you go grilled cheese tomato on, on my behalf? No. A little half and half. Definitely not. That's not the way I wanted to start the pod. I don't even know where we are started. It feels cold. Are we cold? Are we dipped in? We've we've been warm. We got some breeze beats. We got some breeze beats. They're coming in hot, so ready on our breeze bits. Mmm, bits. Love a cold open. Great to be here. Welcome to Braze Bits, everybody. Holy moly. Welcome to Braze Bits, episode 46. A nice interval of 12. 12 times, no, 12 times 3 is 36. Ooh, bad math. Oh, wow, bad math <laughs> up top. Number 46, also uh, Andy Pettit. I don't think 46 is divisible by 3. My bad. Yeah, I can't do that long. 15, 15 times 3 is 45. One off. Always one off. There's going to be a remainder of one here. <laughs> there will only be one comedy chef after this praise bit is all done with. A battle to the end. The Brazerbacks have to decide who last, last chef standing. <laughs> wow, bit for bit. Last chef standing. Sounds like a good show to me. I would watch that. It might be a top nine. I, I mean, that, that's most. There's a lot of cooking shows, isn't it? It's basically Last Chef Standing. Isn't Master yeah. Chef? Is that isn't it? Or Top Chef? Pretty much chopped. It's all the same thing. Yeah, Last Chef Standing. Let's do it. I guess there is no Last Comedy Chef Standing. No. Then we have to have the host be uh, first name Jeff. Like Jeff. Last Chef Jeff Standing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure that was. I I was trying to go with you, but. I didn't. I thought you were like kind of driving into a lake using Google Maps, and I kind of mentally backed out. I abandoned you there, but I sink or that, swim. I think that I think I'll I think I'll swim in the lake. I felt that's what I had to do at that moment. I just had to let you drive into the lake and realize I'm in a lake. I gotta back up. I appreciate it. I realized it. Welcome. Started to drown a bit, but now I'm, now I'm floating. Drown. No reference. No reference there. Drown Welcome. syndrome. Drown syndrome. <laughs> drown syndrome. Welcome. The Braze Bits, everybody. This is going to be a good one, I think. We've had a string of good episodes. Polio string cheese. We're going to keep it going. This one, I think, Absolutely. is going to be a combination of like the cheddar and mozzarella. Was that the, or is it just the same cheese? White American and yellow American? You know, the polio that was... In, in the polio blend? Polio blend. Yeah. I don't know what kind of cheese was that. I just know it was delicious. Yeah. yeah that like, red wax. Yeah, the red wax Goldberg. There was... Premium blend on NPR, but the real premium blend, I think, was Polio. Definitely. Along came Polio. That's an early contender. This is a boxing <laughs> match. A real boxing Holy match. Moly. Do you got anything uh, to recap on previously on Braze Bits? Previously. Devoured in the pot <laughs> kitchen. No, I don't got nothing. <laughs> I, I got a lot of good feedback. People love the, uh, the last episode, but nothing... Too specific. What was the last episode again? Top nine restaurants. Top nine restaurants. I hear a little uh, unlimited echo on my end. Do you hear anything? No, but it's probably your headphones. They're low. I just checked them. They're they're, they're on the low. System is low, but I'll keep cooking. Do you have any uh, meal prep? I don't really have any true vintage meal prep. I did want to shout out Zachary Snackery. He's really had a barrage of comments. It's kind of been like a... It's one of those restaurants where you keep getting more portions and you didn't know that there were more portions coming. 
Right. He's been binging Bray's bits, so we're kind of getting like a just a recap of him while he's binging. It's fantastic. He's got some strong opinions. You gotta love it. Do you think Bray's bits is meant to binge? It could be. I think it's bingeable, but it's also I think great to listen to it per week. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Either way. Because you know Ithaca is gorgeous, but gorging on Bray's bits, I think I wouldn't say leads to health problems, but you certainly see, mental health problems. <laughs> mental health problems for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, so hopefully his he's Valley Forging on ahead. Valley Forge yeah. Mall. It's one of the top malls in America. Great mall. He one thing I wanted to point out is that he suggested. A few episodes ago, you really bristled, I think is the right word, at Phil Jackson saying that you were a Golden Girls fan, thinking that you would have Golden Girls in your top nine TV shows. And Zachary Snackery said, you got to give Golden Girls a shot. You might like it. I think I've I've definitely seen episodes of Golden Girls. I I never hated it. I liked it. I just don't want to be labeled or seen or perceived as like a Golden Girls diehard. I feel like that's, I don't know. It feels like those taking shots taken at me. Wish we've gotten back. He, he wasn't. I enjoy Golden Girls, but I would definitely be open to binging all of the girls. What if? What if Golden? You? What if being a Golden Girls fan is the real you? Are you going to deny that? Deny that part of part of your palate? It's a great question. I I'll have to see. I, I try to embrace all different parts of my palate. You know, especially you know, the older you get, if you start pushing things down, they come out. In some different way. So you got to embrace everything you got. Maybe I am a Golden Girls guy. I'll give it a shot. Were you ever a Golden Grams guy? I like Golden Grams. Especially in a s'more. Do you ever, have the, do you ever have the cereal? I'm sure I have. I don't remember. With like, it was like with the bear. It was like Old cinnamon. Golden Grams cereal. Yeah. Cereal. It was like cinnamon toast crunch, but honey, I think. Sounds scrumptious. I don't know. It's probably fine. But he also, Zachary Schnackery also suggested that you should watch Gilmore Girls. I feel like you should give a couple old episodes a shot. I feel like you like it. I should, I should watch it, but I can't, I can't commit to something like that. <laughs> I actually did start watching. I think both you and Mr. October recommended, I think you recommended Rami. Yeah. Yeah, I, I started watching that. It was good. It's been Great good. Show. Yeah. Good writing. Yeah. Just, well, yeah, well done in general. Rami Emanuel. You're the mayor of my city, though. Exactly. And I have four fingers. I think Ron Manuel like, cut off one of his fingers. I didn't know that. Yeah. That was like my high school principal. He like had some accident, like landscaping or something, and he had like one of his fingers was smaller. And it was everyone was kind of you know how people how kids are mean. Oh yeah. Like everyone was like mean about it. And I was like, even then, I was like, I think this is mean. So I didn't participate. So I'm going to pat myself on the back. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm High school kids or middle school kids. Younger middle school kids probably even worse than high school kids. But they both can be pretty mean. I remember in my high school, kids would make fun of the janitor. Yeah. Not great. I think the difference between middle school and high school kids is that middle school kids are younger. That's a great point. I mean, that's for the most part pretty true. I would I'm trying to poke a hole in it. Middle school is mostly... Yeah, I can't find any holes in that. Matt I mean, I guess there's some situations where you have like an 8th grader who got held back and then they're older than a ninth grader. Right. But I think generally speaking, I think that's a airtight take. Hot take. Almost goes back to your take about you can't move because you'd have to bring back the cable box. Both really hot takes. <laughs> that wasn't a hot take. I think that was just a good one. <laughs> yeah. 
fantastico. You got any highlights? I got a couple of highlights. First one was just sports in general. Uh, LeBron James winning the championship last night in the bubble. Really enjoyed that. Just enjoy the NBA bubble overall. It really helped me get through quarantining. I, I enjoyed the games. Out there very entertaining. I love the Heat story. A lot of good storylines. I'm kind of bummed that basketball is over with. Um, but it was a highlight seeing LeBron win. I think he's the GOAT. I think he surpassed Jordan as the number one of all time. Um, and my other highlight was playing... I, I did stand-up on a rooftop on Saturday night. Nice. Performed at a place called the Tiny Cupboard in Bushwick. Really cool venue. My first time performing there. I heard a lot about it. It was uh, socially distant. Everyone was wearing masks. Everyone was spread apart. It was just a great vibe. There was like, a, a live band playing behind me. They were like playing like they're like riffing along with my jokes which is pretty sweet to have like a, a it's like a stand-up bass a guitarist and then a saxophone guy playing like like jazz in the background it was pretty dope it was awesome it took the bold spot but i got got him cooking hot and uh it was fantastic now i just want to do it again but got nothing booked i know that's the thing with stand-up that you want to do it again and it's but it sounds like you were a nice soup they put you Absolutely. as the first chorus, and you embraced it. A lot, sometimes when people go to the bullet spot, they say, "Oh, I'm the bullet spot. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give it my all. I'm gonna try stuff and gonna have like a disconnection with the whole show, not thinking you're totally part of a show." But it sounds like you you did the right thing. I love the bullet spot. I I, I prefer it. I think you're, I talked about it with you. You're these. a good. You're you're a good bullet. Yeah, spot. I love a bullet. Yeah, because I'm better off less thinking. If I if I'm in a show, especially if I'm going up late in a show. I get a little antsy watching all the comics being like, I don't know if I can comment on that now that they, they've done that joke. I like going first. Stakes are low because, quote unquote, you're doing the bold spot. They're not hot yet, but they could be hot. If you get them hot, you get them cooking, they're, they're ready to go. You put them in an instant pot. Exactly. It's a good kitchen item. Yeah, it is a good kitchen item. That's some <laughs> foreshadowing. <laughs> no shadow of a doubt. Yeah, it was, it was just awesome. Great weather. Saturday during the day it was cloudy, but it got up to like almost eighty. So on the roof at nighttime it was like I think low seventies, just picturesque. New York City skyline in the background, can't beat it. Fahrenheit, nine eleven. <laughs> the book, <laughs> the book. You threw me for a loop there. I was like, now am I in a conspiracy theory? But I'm just in a burnt book. Yeah, threw you for a Fruit Loop, another good cereal. Ray Bradbury, <laughs> nice. You didn't. Bradbury. You didn't. Ray Bradbury, the lead there. I did. But yeah, I. It's. I've been thinking like, for stand up, I wanna. I wouldn't say I've neglected. Like I haven't got. We've talked about this. I haven't personally gotten super involved in the outdoor scene just because it's it all feels temporary and it's all gonna. It's gonna be over kind of soon once the weather gets cold. But I think I'm gonna have to go full court press in the spring once the weather gets nice. Sure. I will. We'll see. I. I We'll see if these any of these like outdoor venues if they get he heaters. I don't know how if the heaters outdoor heaters really work. If people will be willing to sit in the winter time with an outdoor heater, I don't know. I know there's been some like underground illegal indoor comedy shows, which I'm not comfortable doing yet. But those are existing. It's I think the winter is going to be coming. Winter is coming, Lance. I don't know what's what's in store. Yeah, we gotta find some real Tyler heroes to sit in the heaters. Exactly. Love Tyler Hero. He's a superhero. Yeah, and going back to basketball, yeah, it's 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 it feels like so. It, this is also an interesting 
just, I guess, reality of the world we're in now. To me, the NBA bubble feels like the end of a, per- a certain part of the pandemic. Yeah, It's exactly. like MLB is in a bubble now, but it's just like a, a short playoff bubble. I think just to make sure nobody gets COVID in a short period of time and they have to cancel the World Series. But going forward, none of the leagues are probably going to be in bubbles anymore because it's just impractical to do it for so long. So I think the NFL should go into a bubble. I don't think they will. There's been outbreaks. They're postponing games. It's, it's impossible with the amount of people on an NFL team. And I mean, there's now there's fans in stadiums. Yeah. It's, some, some of these college, I don't watch a lot of college football, but these they, they're packing them out. There's a lot of people in there. Yeah, well, I mean, it makes sense. The athletes get paid so much, so. Exactly. Might as well rake in the cash with those ticket stubs. <laughs> That's right. Stubs yeah. barbecue. Stubs. Make bug in the stubs. <laughs> stub Hub Club. You're, you you're got any highlights? You're a Stub Hub. I am a Stub Hub. I'm a Stub Husband. <laughs> <laughs> I, my highlight, I, well, so this past Saturday, I guess while you were doing, you were at the Tiny Cupboard. I was at the Great Outdoors. I went to Mr. October's apartment. Wow. Back to back Mr. October highlights. This is a huge, uh, huge development. But it was Mr. October's birthday. Mr. October celebrating October's birthday. What a coincidence! That's right, and it was great. So he, his apartment, he has you know a, your standard New York City apartment, and he has this outdoor space that is Ooh. like you know. So you got to get out of the city. But if you don't get out of the city, you got to get outdoors in the city, in the to city. an outdoor space. So got to get he created a situation where it's like you got to get outdoors in the city. And it was just so nice to like sit in this like outdoor balcony. So he you know, it's like one of those outdoor spaces that like face other apartments. So it's like this like all community of backyards within like a like patios with with walls. Kind of. Like, yeah. I mean, but it's virus. Yeah. Well, no, no walls. I guess. Was but, it so? Is it joins a communal space? No, they, they? their own, their own. Oh, that's yeah. Amazing. And yeah, I didn't even know you could find stuff like that. And it was just so nice hanging out on like this, like basically not a porch, but like I guess as much in New York City as there could be, just hanging out. We also got Han Dynasty, which is nice. was not in one of my top nine restaurants, but it's close. It's like similar to Chow House in style. But I guess maybe more accessible. You might say maybe not as hyper authentic, but really good. Yeah, the classic Chinese dishes. Yeah, Chinese, American Chinese dishes. Yeah, I mean it's definitely like you know their stuff's pretty spicy, and it's that's definitely like it's less Cantonese. You don't have like your sesame chicken or anything like that on the menu, but it's it's very good. But it was just great to hang out, get out of this, get in, stay in the city, but get outside in the city. You really can't beat a private outdoor in, well, in the city. Even before I, I went to Mr. October's, I tried to read in the park by me. And it's just like, there's like, you gotta, there's like people around and you kind of always gotta be on your toes a little bit. And then I was like, I want some tea. And I can't, what? I want some tea. Why can you get some tea? Where am I gonna get it in the park? You could go and get it and then come back to the park or you could have brought tea exactly, to the park. Exactly. But if if you have if you're out of the city outdoors in the city but in your city space, then you just go inside, make some tea, and then you're bam, you're back outside. True. That is true. It's not a Broadway production. <laughs> you're really spilling the tea. Yeah, so it was great. Uh also uh Miss October made some amazing snickerdoodles. 
Ooh, love a fall cookie. And I really, I really devoured those. Had a little bit Very too nice. many. Was even sent home with some. Oh, and, that's dangerous. Yeah, and then, but then, yeah, it, it was, it was good. Kate it had some and was like, "These are really good." So it was all in all. Fantastic! I'm jellyfish. Nothing better than a homemade snickerdoodle. Exactly. And then my second highlight. So Kate got out of the city actually this weekend. She went to New Jersey with some of her family. And then she came back. She so her, her aunts, and her cousins went to a sunflower farm in New Jersey, which I didn't know existed. Neither did I. I also saw the pictures and thought they were daffodils. <laughs> so you've always thought that daffodils were sunflowers? Daffodil pickles. Daffod- <laughs> daffodil burr. But nice. Yeah, so it was really cool to see these pictures and then and then Kate comes home and now we have this nice sunflower gigantic sunflower in our in our apartment oh that's amazing but how long those last are they like classic flowers we'll are they, find, are they we'll find out you have a name for that sunflower yet or just sunny i don't want to name it because you get attached you get attached i don't know yeah we already have emmanuel plant and saint thomas a cactus and they're doing well gotcha <laughs> i think i talked about saint thomas a cactus in in our lost episode yeah did it your your father-in-law give you that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So nice yeah. little succulent. Yeah, St. Thomas the cactus. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. That's that's great. Happy birthday to one of the top Razorbacks, Mr. October. Yeah, and he was really he was talking up the pod. I love that. He was telling Miss October that she's got to listen. She should, especially while you guys are munching on some Misha Han Dynasty. Yeah, nice. I'm sitting on that, trying to bring it back around. Yeah, yeah, but then you got you let it go. It yeah. was like you're trying to hold the swing, and then at some point you just gotta you gotta swing through. Exactly, <laughs> gotta swing through. Beautiful. Should we should we dive into our top nine this week? Are we grooving? We're we're really moving, and we're Emperor's new grooving. We really are. You want to tell us tell the Razorbacks what we're doing this week? We're getting we're in the kitchen. We're in the virtual kitchen right now, but we're getting in the kitchen even more. And we're using the tools that make us the comedy chefs that we are. And this week is our top nine items in the kitchen. Kitchenware, you might say. Kitchen sure. kitchen DeMarcus ware. Nice. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. I, it took me a little while to figure out kind of how I was going to rank them. I was able to put down a list, but then ranking them was tough for me. It'll be interesting to see how... I feel like we have some overlap, but it'll be interesting to see how we, how we rank them. So... For mine, we didn't really specify because the way we communicate, it's sort of everything's up to the chef's interpretation. Sure. And we're not going to try to set too many parameters. Parameters, New Jersey. Nice. Like Paramus. <laughs> parameters Park. Yeah, Parameters yeah. Park. So I didn't do anything like I didn't say like oven or stove. Oh, wow. All right, well, we're going to remove that word. <laughs> <laughs> this might be a wildly different list or a refrigerator i didn't say oh, like no. i didn't include the things that like come with a kitchen basically like okay I, okay mine is like bring your own wow so it's basically everything other than like cabinets oven stove refrigerator freezer okay is that, i, I definitely have some of those on my list <laughs> <laughs> well this will be nice it's it's always up to the chef's interpretation so that's what it yeah. is if you don't like it then I mean, I'm. I can't believe if you don't like it. I can't believe you're still listening. So, 
I can. I think I'm on the fly. I might do some editing, but I'm, I'm excited to get into it. I I did. <laughs> that I definitely have most of those items on my list. <laughs> I'm able. To, I'll do this on the fly. We're gonna edit. I think you can keep them. You want me to go first? Sure. I love that. Right. I almost need that. Yeah, I think you need it. I got. So, I got to have it. So my number nine is a can opener. Beautiful. Can opener well, is beautiful. Opener. Beautiful is the perfect adjective for a can opener because a can opener <laughs> is not flashy. Most of the times it's hidden. It's not demanding to be seen like, say, a blender, where the blender, even if it's in the closet or cabinet, it's always going to be taking up space, trying to be the kind of the number one star. The can opener is not going to make itself known unless it's absolutely necessary to use it. And it's really, it's a specialist in a world where... There's a lot of people who like to know a lot about different things. There's less of a focus on, I think, experts in today's world. And sometimes that might be okay. I, I think, you know, to succeed in today's economy, a lot of the times you got to have a lot of different skills, right? You got to do a podcast, but you also got to do Photoshop and like email bookers, but also like be like close the sale of emailing a booker, but also come off as a nice person, but also be a sociopath at the same time. So it's like a lot of skills that you need to have together. But the can opener is kind of like <laughs> the electrician of the kitchen, where it's the only one that could do the job and it's qualified. I don't think it went to school. I think it just kind of innately knows. And when you need a can open, it's really the only thing you could call upon. I mean, I guess you could take like a knife and a hammer. I don't know how other people open I don't cans. think you could open a can without a can opener. I, I, for a long time, didn't think cans could be opened. I thought they were just kind of uh, things just to have around in the kitchen. But then I realized that there's actually that specialist called the can opener that entire job entire job is to open the cans. It's got a photographic memory of how to open cans. Can Jansen, you might call it. <laughs> Not very nice. It's the best of what it does. It is. And without it, you you wouldn't be able to have you wouldn't be able to have beans. You wouldn't be able to have... I'm fine with that. I'm a, I'm a bean boy. You are a big bean boy. Yeah. Um, love beans. You don't like beans? We've talked about rice and beans. Overall, I'm not a big bean guy. I, I, I just, It's not you something gotta, I necessarily have to have. You got to get on it. It's economical, delicious, and you could like do a lot of things with them. I think Nick Whitmer talked about this when he was... Yeah, he said it was like the best... Guy. Didn't he say it was the best thing to cook? Was it his number one? It was like up there. Yeah, he's big. He's pro bean. There's a lot of things you could do with beans. Very very like coffee beans. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. yeah. What about Mr. Bean? I don't really like Mr. Bean. Kind of creepy. Not a big fan. Very creepy. Yeah, what does he do? Guy. Is he like a? He's like a children's guy, right? I wouldn't call him a children's guy, but I, I'm not sure he would like that. <laughs> I think he was like an avant-garde actor, comedian guy. Oh, he was. I thought he was like had a kid show. Oh no, that was Mr. Rogers. They're different. They're, they're very different. Mr. Bean. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I remember him being having like a, a wild like face and neck that was kind of creepy. Yeah, his eyes were always rolling, and if it like it seemed pretty clear he was on drugs, but he was marketed as not being on any drugs. Right. It was very confusing to me. Yeah. But anyway, you can't have Mr. <laughs> Bean without a can opener. You can't have the San Marzano tomatoes that we get, which are amazing without a can sure. opener. 
And you can't have tuna without a can opener. We're not a canned tuna household, although I think I'm getting there. I was in Trader Joe's the other day, and I was kind of looking at the canned tuna for a long time. Ugh. I wasn't ready just yet, but soon. And, uh, and I'll remain let you know. Please don't let me know. Please don't do that. Canned tuna. I can't think of a worse smell other than tuna fish. Like well, I Just like that is imagining you putting a fork directly into the can of tuna like a cat. No, I would I would take the tuna out of the can, but then there'd be like tuna left in it, and I'd like wash it out. Oh, and then like get I, I, we gotta move on from this tuna <laughs> conversation. I can't. I can't. Some sardines. Can't. Sardines. I'm pro sardine. I, I can go for a sardine. Sar Robert Dean. Nice. Sardine. Sardine Dupre. That's a very specific reference. There's this kid in my high school named Dean Dupre. He was great. I don't think he listens. Sounds like a smooth operator. It's a cool name. He was actually the spelling bee champ. He won the spelling bee like every year. He was a savant. I can see that. Savant guard, like Mr. Bean. <laughs> Full circle. Okay, so number nine can opener. The can opener, honestly, it should it should be higher up, but that's the beauty of the can opener because it it it's like I'm not I don't want to be number one. I, I'm just happy. I'm happy with my base salary. Like I have the salary I make is enough to live on, and I'm not getting greedy. All right. I respect that for sure. I'm not going to argue that. Number eight. This is something I don't. we don't have in our kitchen right now, but I think it's a top nine item in a kitchen. It is the meat carving fork thing. The meat carving fork thing? Yeah, you know, so when you like cut up meat. You oh, have, you had like, the two prongs that holds the meat? Oh, yeah. Chris Pronger. Wow. That's yeah. a good one. It is so useful, and we don't have – so anytime – we make like a item in which you would need that. I don't. So I'm like a very, I'm a very hands-on chef. I'll, I'll dive in the oven. Yesterday, took a bunch of uh, sausages. Actually, I went to Ficho's yesterday. Another highlight, which is one oh, of the best man. sandwiches. I was hungry, so I literally walked over there, got the sandwich, and walked back. Oh, you didn't send me a picture of that sando? No. Oh, you had you well, to you experience it for yourself. You gotta go come sandals. all the way from Astoria to the West Village. <laughs> to get I would. And back. Did you get the chicken J cutlet? I got the chicken J chicken J cutlet. And it was unbelievable. I did walk, so I got it and I walked back to my apartment, which is like a forty minute walk. Probably there both ways is over an hour. Um, I love a long walk, especially if you're forgetting something, then digesting yeah. a nice sandwich yeah. after the walk. It's not as good, you know. I waited 40 minutes, and it was like not. You got it. It's best to have it right away. So it was still really good, but the cheese wasn't like uh, the cheese wasn't as on point as if you had it fresh. But that's it still, when you throw in one of those kitchen items that's already built in. Put that in the oven. I know, but I was so hungry, I couldn't wait. True. Well, you're gonna put it in the oven, and you're not gonna wait. You're gonna be so hungry, you're not gonna wait enough. Anyway, you might as well right. just eat it. I, I am stuck in the pickle a lot where I'm starving, but I do want to put it in the oven. It's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, it's a waiting game. It's a nice, it's a nice um, delayed gratification exercise. But sometimes yeah. you just got to go straight up. Right. Anyway, I was making – so I picked up sausage also. I was there. I was like, oh, let me get this broccoli rob sausage. Oh, wow. And last night, made it for dinner, put it in a pasta. It was great. But I put it in the – I cooked it in the oven. That's, the oven's the way to go. If you can make something in the oven – you should make it in the oven. 100%. But, you know, I was flipping the sausages, and I'm just, like, using my hands to flip it. Just because it's, like, easier. I'm just, like, kind of going in and just kind of, like, quickly grabbing it and flipping it. Lance, you're an absolute savage. You're, what are you, 
Like on the it's on the skillet and you're flipping with your fingies? Yeah. It's just the what easiest way to do it. Does Kate want finger sausages? I mean, it's... Does it's, she they're, know? They're, they're being cooked. She probably knows. Yeah, with your finger juice. Yeah, my fingers don't have any juice on them. The sausages have all the juice. But I'm flipping them, and anyway, they're, it's, it's getting cooked off. It's getting burned off. Why not... Sometimes Why not I get a tool, get an item that's designed to use, do this. Because then you're like puncturing the sausage, and you got to let the sausage hold all the juice. And you could use like a spatula type thing, but the spatula isn't going to be as accurate as as your finger. All right. You got to, as a chef, you got to be one with the food. You have to. I agree. You got to use, use your fingers. You got to. You got to know the food's body. Anyway, I'm a little brazen and a little. I would say, like, I do things where I risk my. You know, I could get burned all the time, and sometimes I might get burned. But I yeah. think that's a necessary sacrifice within reason that you have to make to make good food. When you're taking, when the f- sauces were done cooking, when you take them out off of the skillet or pan, are you using your fingers for that too? That's too hot. So what I what I did this time is that we also, it's also one of the realities of this too is our kitchen is just, it's very small. You've seen our kitchen. Yeah. It's very small. In the kitchen. So there's not enough space to really do anything. Like I couldn't even take the sausages out of, there. it's very hot. There's things cooking on the stove. There's not really anywhere to put the, I cooked them in a cast iron skillet actually. And there's like not even space to like take out the skillet and put it without like burning our table or something. So I just took out the sausages one by one, put it on a cutting board. And uh, I did, I used a spatula and I kind of trapped it with a spatula, but I had like, I took with a paper towel, but you don't even want a paper towel because it ruins the sausage like fat, but just kind of held it in place with a paper towel kind of very quickly. Yeah, man. It's, it just seems like you're making it harder for yourself. Anyway, what I'm saying is sometimes <laughs> when you cut meat, it's good to have a meat fork. Absolutely. Put that on your Hanukkah list for Harry Hanukkah. <laughs> the Hanukkah bush, isn't that? George, yeah. w, George W. Hanukkah bush? Yeah. Ask Hanukkah Harry. Harry. Hanukkah Harry. Hanukkah Harry Potter. <laughs> Mr. Potter. Mr. Hanukkah Harry Potter. <laughs> You're a wizard, Hanukkah Harry. <laughs> Number seven, I have a strainer slash colander. So what do you call it? A strainer or a colander? Strain, strainer, Thank for you. sure. So I thought I was crazy until just now. I, I ne- I've i heard of the word colander, but I'm not really even sure what it is. It's like a, it's a strainer, basically. Coliander seed? Coliander seed. Col- colanderthals. They're like a species of human. Nice. No, but I always, in my head, it was a strainer, but then, like, I went to college, and people called it a colander, and then I think Kate calls it a colander, so I just, like, realized, I was like, oh, I'm wrong, and I was too embarrassed to even say strainer out loud, because <laughs> I thought I was crazy, and then my family was, like, embarrassing, because they called it a strainer, but now I'm realizing that it's a strainer, so thank you. Michael Strain, Strainer. Yeah. 100%. I mean, that's a very underrated item. I didn't even think about that when considering this, but strainer's huge. They're huge, and there was a period of time where we didn't have one because the old one just like got so gross that we had to throw it out, and then we didn't have one for a bit. And it's tough. You gotta talking about almost burning your hands all the time. Like you gotta. What I did, the technique I developed is I put the lid like not totally on, but mostly on. And, had to hold it in place and, and flip up, like flip the pot. 
Well, oh, just not, not 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 totally, but flip it on like a, <laughs> like a forty-five. This is, this is madness. You're flipping sauces with your fingers. Yeah, boiling water flipped over. That's a, oh, no, this I is crazy. I'm like a, I'm like a forty. You're a renegade. I'm like a. You're a madman. How do you have how do you have like your limbs left? How are your hands not torn apart and scorched? It's just it's what you got to do. You gotta you gotta brave the elements. And there's we live in such a comfortable modern society that sometimes this is what you got to do. But I, I don't flip it totally. It's like a like a forty five degree angle probably, and kind of let it and kind of you know understand the weight of the water and like you know it's gonna you can't do it so sudden, but feel it as you go and and get the water. But it's difficult, and it's you have to be very focused. And if you mess it up, your all the pasta is gonna spill, or you're gonna burn yourself. So it was right. like not a safe slash enjoyable thing to do, and you need a strainer. Otherwise, that's what you got to do if you're trying to make pasta. And I'm a I'm a big pasta boy, so. Right, it's pretty amazing how like these items, like the strainer, the can opener, these specialists, they're the best at what they do. But they're when you use them, it's very quick. Using the can opener takes a minute, less than a minute to probably use. You use a strainer, use it for what a minute, then you put it back in the pot, you put it right in the dish. These are really quick. Easy transactions, but they're very important. They're there's they specifically are called from the bullpen to get a particular batter out, but they always right. get them out. They right. almost never miss. Right. But my one thing is that I mean you don't have to wash a can opener, but with a strainer, it's tough for me sometimes when you use it so quickly, but then the washing takes like triple the time. I know that's use. that's the problem with the strainer, and that's one of the reasons why it's number seven. Yeah. Because it's annoying, you almost resent it. You're like, I didn't even use you. Exactly. This was a two-second transaction, but now you got to wash it. Especially if you have right, if you like are washing rice. I wash rice in a strainer. I don't know if that's what you're supposed to do, but that's what I what I do. And um, there's always like rice that that gets stuck in it. Not all the rice gets out. Stuff. Yeah. That's that's a tough. That's a top nine through seven right there. That's strong. I'm gonna grow into mine. My my lead off. My number nine. It's the the ice cube maker. It's the the tray of, to make ice cubes. I think it's I think it's a luxurious thing to have ice cubes prepared in your freezer. Um, I, it's very crucial, especially during the warm months when you want a, a refreshing glass of, of water, or even for a cocktail. You gotta have ice cubes. Ice cube the wrapper. Uh, I was gonna do some. What, what do you put in your ears? Not Q-tips. Ice Q-tips. That's not great. But I love ice cubes. I, I for Hanukkah, my uncle. Two years ago, got me uh, spherical ice ice spheres you can make for cocktails, which have been really nice. I sometimes even put that into like a coffee to, to make it into an iced coffee. Um, number nine, it's ice cubes. Ice cube maker, not just not ice cubes, the maker. Yeah, you know it's it's okay. <laughs> I just I don't like that sometimes they're easy to get out, and sometimes you really almost have to like take a hammer to try to get the ice cubes out of the tray. It's sure. like if you're so convenient and so good at what you do, you wouldn't make the process so taxing. So are you anti-ice or are you just – you're not a big ice cube guy in general? I'm not a big ice cube guy really. I don't like – I don't see the point. Like the, like the refrigerator makes things cold. The freezer freezes things. So what are ice – There's a next level that ice cubes add. They also add longevity to the chillness of the drink. 
Just yeah, but then ice cubes, the they add the longevity, but they also have to water. Like they can't even just like do something nice. They just they water it down. They're like, look how nice I am. I'm, I'm making this cold, but then they're also watering down the drink. They can't just like be nice. I think ice is nice. That's I'm not gonna let you slander ice. Ice 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 baby. It sounds like you're having an ice age the meltdown right now, but I'm having a nice time. I'm trying, I'm I'm chilling out. Also, ice sometimes they gets in your in your head and your hair and you gotta scratch out all the lice. That does happen. That's dangerous. That was a bit of a miss, but <laughs> I was picturing also, ice getting like the, stuck in my hair. The uh, like the spherical ice, the cocktail type ice. This was a top a top nine topic. I was battling it, batting batting around in my head that I was going to share with you potentially to put in the walk-in freezer. But like, it is such like a in your thirties type thing. Mister October sure. actually had the spherical ice as well as another friend who um we went over their apartment recently and i feel like it's such like a marker of of a certain adulthood like early not early adult i guess whatever 30s adulthood where it's like you're not going to bars all the time and but you're having like a nice drink it's It's nice yeah I've i've noticed it's like a it's like this is it's like this is 30 Right. You're not going to see somebody in college offer you a, a cocktail no. with and a not even spirit. not even and if you if someone offers you it and they're, and they're 25, it's like what are what are you doing? Yeah, who do you think you are? Yeah, that's a, that's a good good observation. Who do you think that. you are? I am. <laughs> it's like something that's a great somewhere. Clip. The bowling guy. Uh, yeah, like one of my uh, Eric Spolstra always used to say it, and I never knew where it was from. It's an amazing clip. He I forget his name. He's like a legendary bowler. He pulls a strike. And then turns to like the live bowling crowd audience and just screams in their face. Who do you, Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> a madman. All right, my number eight, which you kind of trashed earlier, but I, I I like it. I don't use it enough to be honest because of the cleaning. It's the blender. Put me in the blender, chop me up, make make me a smoothie. I I probably use it the most for smoothies. Um, I got the uh, the Ninja Blender. It's 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 amazing. I I, I gotta use it more. I, but I think what holds me back is the cleaning of the blades. It gets pretty into the nitty gritty of cleaning the the blender itself. But I think it's fantastic. It's a, it's I would say it's more than a specialist. It can do a lot of things. Um, I don't know what else to say about. But it's the blender. My number eight. Yeah, the blender is the blender is good. I think I I wouldn't say it's it has its downsides for sure. But when it's 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 that friend where when you hang out with it, it's like good vibes and good times. But then if you hang out with it too long, it's like, oh, this is why this I don't. Is all you do. This is why I don't live with you anymore. <laughs> like this is why we're friends, but too much of you I can't handle. Right, certain doses. Yeah, good friend, great, great in small doses. Friend, right, is the blend. You can't blend every day. No, you can't blend every day. And even when you do blend every day, you have the great fun times of making the hummus or, or making the whatever you're making. There's so many things you can do with a blender. Yeah. Smoothies, sauces. Uh, That's what I want to experiment more. I haven't really made any sauces or, or hummus with the blender. That'd we've be been nice. doing we've been doing some yeah we've been doing both of those and and Cade makes great smoothies so we definitely use our blender a lot and it's a good one but it's definitely it's a definitely a high maintenance friend. 
Gotcha. That's yeah. okay though. It's it's you you know that going in. It's not like right. it's not telling you that that's what the deal is. So yeah. I don't I don't mind. Right. Couldn't agree more. My number seven is the corkscrew. This which is I see the corkscrew as the bottle opener slash wine opener. Corkscrew Bledsoe. I love that. I gotta have it. I I like having some. I usually have a bottle of wine in my apartment. Gotta have a, a corkscrew to open that bad by. Bad boy up open. I've got to speak English there, but I'll, I've been in many situations where you have a bottle of wine and you forget that you need a specialist to open it up. People start googling how do you open a bottle of wine. There's different ways you can bang it with a boot, but having a, a corkscrew very easy. Same with opening up bottles of beer that are non-twisties. Get that bottle opener, pop it open. It's a great thing to have. Great thing to have in the kitchen. Very underrated. It's my number seven. Very punk rock. It's like uh, corkscrew found glory. <laughs> exactly. I I don't know how I feel. It's okay. I just think it's not always effective. It doesn't always do the job. Maybe I'm just not good at opening bottles of wine. It took me a while to find the right way to do it. I definitely have plenty of corks that are broken off in the wine bottle. But once you figure out how your bad boy works, it's a great thing. I also don't like how a lot of corkscrews look like a human doing jumping jacks. I've never seen it that way. Just look at your corkscrew. You don't like that? Like, no, it, it just feels like it's trying to exercise when you're drinking wine and it's shaming you. <laughs> and I just think that for how it appears to be this elaborate contraption, and it doesn't work all the time. So It works. It's the, it's the user that doesn't always work. It's the, if you I, use it, it, figure out how to use it the right way. It it's always works. Maybe you ever go to a restaurant where the, the waiter opens a bottle of wine and they, they never screw up. I've never had anybody mess up. They're good at it. They don't ever corkscrew up, but maybe they do and they just, they've never done it in front of you. Sure. I feel like there's a lot of times where, do, does, do the uh, restaurants like uncork the wine in front of you? I think they're supposed to at like nice restaurants. They open it up right in front of you to kind of show that it's like a, it hasn't been opened yet. I never noticed. Wow. I, I like those little things. Especially, I, I like seeing how good they are if they're able to talk while they're doing it. Sometimes they like tell you the specials while they're opening the bottle of wine. It's impressive. Well, it's I guess it, it's like magic because I, I'm just listening to them talking and I don't even notice them. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. How magical. Yeah, that was my number seven. That's a good one. I think mine was better so far, but you know, agree, to, <laughs> agree to disagree. Sheesh, well, I'm going to put you in the blender. <laughs> My number six, another thing I need and I think would solve a lot of my issues. Actually, this would 100% solve the issue I was talking about with the sausage. <laughs> These are things that you don't have? These are things that you want? <laughs> most <laughs> most things I have, but um, don't have the can opener, have, obviously. Meat carving thing, we don't have. Strainer, obviously, we have. Number okay. six, don't have, is tongs. Love tongs. Need that tongue, the tongue, tongue, tongue. Gotta have it. Um, Gin and tongue. Keep on and tongue on. Nice. It doesn't even make any sense. No. Keep on and carried tongue. One tongue soup. Tongue John Silvers. <laughs> but you could pick up things and then you could let them go. It's exactly. almost like a. It's the crane game of cooking. Except you're gonna hold on to what you got with the tongues. And I, I think I, I think I need some tongues. 
Got to get some tongs. I got a nice pair of tongs. They're easy to clean, and they're you could you could you, you could flip those saucers with some tongs. You can make a salad, yeah. mix up a salad. You can really do anything with a tong. Yeah. So I think I think I I understand their usefulness, and I don't know why we don't have. We just you know it's just like you don't. Sometimes just you don't have things. Sure. Uh, so tongs is my number six. Number five. This is the last thing that we don't have, and then everything else is we have. And this one is very specific. It is a panini press. <laughs> so this is one of your favorite. I mean, I'm not, not going to argue that it's a great thing, but this is something, something you use or you have. You just you well, like the idea of it. Or you, I, I think I think it's, I think it just is very effective at what it does, and it's use. It's it's impressive. I'm impressed by it. Yeah, I'm impressed by these are my top nine kitchen items. It's not like the most used. They're not. They're just the best at what they do and being in the kitchen. Sure. No one else like similar to what we were talking about the can opener. No one else can make paninis. I've done the situation where I'm like making like a grilled cheese or a sandwich and I'm pressing it with a spatula, yeah. and that can do the trick, but it's not even close to a, a panini press. You had those panini grill marks. My we had a panini press in uh, my home growing up. My mom made some amazing paninis. Nothing better than a fresh panini, melty cheese. Like you can make, you can experiment with different combinations. It was a fantastic thing. A panini press is the type of kitchen item that would bring out things in your cooking repertoire that you couldn't get otherwise. Sure. And it's making it's improving everything. It's improving bread. It's improving cheese by like a thousand. And it's improving exactly. meat or veggies or whatever you put on your, your sandwich. So it's kind of the opposite of ice, where ice, when it improves, it also detracts. It's a ball hog. But Panini Press is making everybody around it better. <laughs> I don't see ice. I'm not going to let you slander the, the, my ice cube maker. It's not a ball hog. It, it's a team player. But I don't want to get political uh, with this Panini Meet the Press. <laughs> okay. I'll see you over in the West Wing. Appreciate it. Buffalo one. With some peppers. I don't know. I, I'm really not. I'm not in a, I'm hitting a lot of foul balls today. It's a rainy day. It's a cold, rainy day. You have a hood on for the Blazerbacks. Lance is wearing a hoodie. He kind of looks like Darth Vader a little bit. The way it's, <laughs> it's, it's like a very dark hoodie. It's a, it's a great look. Well, so I'm wearing, this is for also sound uses. I figured if I have my hoodie on and then my headphones underneath, other like sounds won't bleed in. Sure, that's my theory. I mean, it's is it true? Is it true? I doubt it. But our audio we'll engin- our audio engineering is is kind of fine, especially for doing a virtual pod kitchen. So, yeah, no one's complaining. Couple, we have one and a half lost episodes, but you can't. We've been fighting through it. Also, talking about speaking about AirPods, Kate lost one. Oof! And I told her she's got to let it go, and then it's going to come back to her. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta just accept that it's gone, and you, you may just see that AirPod come right back around town. But I, I feel the pain. Nothing worse than, than losing one pod. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a painful thing. You gotta let it go. And Kate, it might come, come right back around. Yeah. When we lost the pod, I don't think we've let it go, and that's probably why the audio hasn't magically fixed itself. True. <laughs> anyway. That's my number five is the panini press. My number four is a... Sometimes I like to put my fingers together and almost do like an evil twiddle. 
and I say, "Oh, oh, 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 this is my count spatula. Oh, 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 the spatula number four. What an item! You take the spatula, you flip, you flip again. You take other things and you put in the pasta spatula. Ah, 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 ah." Think of better, you could have spatula made of plastic, spatula of metal. I come to sap your cooking with my spatula. Uh, 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 uh. That's one of the, that was, this is, this is going haywire. This is going loco, but I love it. I got, I love a spatula. I love a count spatula. It's, it's, it's haunted, it's spooky, but it flips. I flip, but I make sure I don't use any garlic cloves. Oh, 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 oh. What kind of what kind of spatula are we talking? Are we talking wooden, plastic, metal? Right now in my kitchen I have a plastic spatula. Ah, ah. But it gets a little burnt because I use it so many times. In my ideal world, I would have a metal spatula. Ah, ah. Maybe a wooden spatula. Ah, ah. But I think metal says I am a count chef. I'm just speechless with this commitment to the character. I can't, uh, <laughs> can't get around it. That was. I, I, I also have a spatula up on my list, but I'll save it. I'll save it. My, my take. That was my number four. Beautiful. Wow! Holy moly! I'm. Uh, hopefully, Lance comes back around. But Count, Count Spatula, I think, might be a permanent character. Might be one after the rest of Bray's bits from now on in that voice. We'll, we'll see. My number six is the cast iron skillet. I, I had a, my, me, the, the pod father got me a non-stick cast iron skillet during the, the quarantine, and I've been using it a lot. Love, it's got the same sizzle and crust as a cast iron skillet, but no stick, much easier to clean. I'm making tonight, I'm very excited about it. I'm making chicken sausage and peppers with a bunch of different things, olives, pepperoncinis. Excited to use the skillet for that bad boy. Love that you can put it on the stove top and throw it in the oven. Gives you a lot of versatility. Easy to clean when it's non-stick. I feel like cast iron skillets overall are overrated. People are, people love talking about how old they have. Like my great-grandma gave me this cast iron skillet. Big whoop. Get the non-stick. I feel like it's easier. Um, yeah, it's very versatile. I love a good griddle. You can do really anything on it. It's that number six. It's the cast iron skillet. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. You said, like, cast iron skills to me are almost like a kitchen item status item. People point right. to them if they don't know anything about, I mean, like, even like me, I'm like, ooh, cast iron skillet, therefore you're some mark of home cooking or some sort of mark of chef. I don't have an on-stick one. I like it, and I love its versatility. Even yesterday, making those sausages, I cooked in the cast iron skillet. And I love, like, when we put chicken in the oven, usually I cook it in a cast iron skillet because it gets... um kind of holds everything in a, in a nice Absolutely. way. And Cooks then, all the way through, tenderizes. Exactly. But ours is, I guess, not, it's like, if you make eggs, for example, it's it like sticks. I guess it's not nonstick. Is that the way? Is that whatever? I think so. So yeah. nonstick, that just means like you cook something and it doesn't stick, right? <laughs> it's not really made out of cast iron. So yeah. It it, yeah. It. So do you like, do, so you like that? I've never had an actual cast iron skillet, so I don't know the difference. I'm sure the, the the real cast iron gives you more of like a crust and like more of a 
sear more than the nonstick, but I get it. I still get a good crust and sear with the nonstick. I just think it's easier to clean. Yeah, it's definitely. It can be annoying if you if you neglect it for like even over an hour, then it comes a little bit annoying to clean. Sure. And you're not supposed to put soap in them, so. And that's it, that's bananas. Well, it makes sense because then you kind of ruin the the flavor, the seasoning. Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like things are, and I think there is truth to that. People always say that, and I guess that's one of the main benefits of cast iron skillets. But there definitely is truth to it. But some things I, I've tried to cook in the cast iron skillet, and it's just not rewarding. It doesn't work. But some things, gotcha. the things that do work, I think really work. But not right. everything works, and you got to kind of figure that out. Nonstick to me, I mean, I guess this is the, this is probably true with any nonstick pan. It's probably like there's probably like some chemicals in there that right. aren't great, but that's that's my chemical thing. romance. What am I gonna do? That's right. Yeah, we'll carry on. I'll carry on to my number five. It is the chef knife. My knife, very versatile. I use it everything I do. Maybe sometimes not even cooking. I'm guilty of using that knife to open up a box. I'll use it to uh, ford off a criminal come and try to rob my wife. I, I, I'll use it for anything, but specifically cutting vegetables, cutting meat. It's fantastic. Easy to clean. It's always there for you. I'm not at the stage yet where I'm like, I need to, I don't really care about the sharpness of it. I know people love having like a sharp knife. They like have something that sharpens their their knives. I don't really... My, my knife is fine. It's, it's sharp enough. Um, it's, it's it's fantastic. I use it for everything. It's my number five. My knife. Nice. I my It's my number three. Nice. And yeah, kind of everything you said. I also have not taken that step of keeping the knife sharpened. Yeah. My chef's knife, it, that is, I think, the thing. If you don't have a chef's knife, then your home cooking is going to, it can't exceed a basic level. It's absolutely. You can. You, I think that's make, probably makes you a pro. It's pro, not even a pro, but there's just like so many things you can't do without a chef's knife. It has one use of cutting things, but it opens up so many doors. It's kind of like I don't know. It's a kind of like being 21. If you don't have that idea of the chef's knife, you're not getting it anywhere. Sure. You just have to go to like teen teen club or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's what a chef's knife is. Absolutely, it's your idea. Yeah, gets you into the gets you into the club, the kitchen club. And I, so my chef's knife, I acquired it when my roommates, my second year out of college, my roommates had like this knife set, and it was kind of used for everybody. And I was like, oh, this is really, I don't, this is really good. And then I was going to buy one for myself, and I realized they're very expensive. Even you know, even a normal one's like two hundred fifty dollars, right? And, Somewhere up there, yeah. Yeah, and when this particularly the guy who owned the knives, I guess, moved, he left like the main knife and another knife. So, and they all moved. All these roommates moved out at the same time. I was the only one left in the apartment, and then other people moved in. Wow! And so I just kept it for myself, and I kept you think it they ever forgot since. the knife, or they kind of just donated into the apartment. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't. It was one of those things where they all left the apartment and like didn't clean it. Like it, it was just like they didn't That's trash nice. the apartment, but it was just like I was like I'm. I don't feel bad about taking these because yeah. I had to like do so much. It wasn't really. It's just the reality of you know 24 year old, 23 year old yeah. guys 
type thing. But I didn't feel even bad about like taking it because that was that ended up being the situation. And I felt like if someone if he really cared, he would have been like, "Hey, I left these knives," right. and that never happened. So that's great. And I've had that's them ever had them ever since. Nice knives. They're clearly very high quality, and it's still super sharp. And I you know I haven't sharpened them in years. At some point, I guess we should get a new one. But it's it does the job very effectively still. And without it, I mean, I would be I would be on ABC in the mid to late two thousands. I would be lost. Lost in America, yeah. The, the knife really saves the day. It really takes you, it takes the dishes, takes the preparation, everything just uh, to the next level and makes life a lot easier in the kitchen. Yeah. My numero quattro is the, I have a Nespresso machine. I also have a coffee maker. Um, I, I combine them to my number four. I'm not a big Keurig fan. I, if, if in a, a pinch, I don't have, I used to have a Keurig. I don't use it anymore. I, I prefer a coffee maker. If, if I want a hot coffee, I'm usually using the coffee maker during the winter for hot coffee. Um, in the spring, summertime, now in the fall, I'll have an espresso in the morning and then nice coffee in the afternoon. I'm drinking too much coffee overall, but it's it's really it's it's a huge thing. I huge thing in my kitchen. I rely on it on a daily basis. I appreciate it. I love the smell of fresh coffee in the morning. It really wakes me up, literally and physically, which are the same thing. I love an espresso. I think it's really, it takes 30 seconds to make a nice double shot of espresso. feels like it's magic. It's, it's, it's a game changer. It's my number four. Yeah, you drink too much coffee, but you're a New Yorker. Yeah. yeah I drink a lot of coffee. Yeah. John Coffee. Oh, yeah. You got to drink a coffee. But, yeah, I, I, it was a perfect segue because I, you talked about my number three, uh, which was Chef's Knife. My number two is actually Coffee Maker. And wow, there we go. Good, pretty good reading each other's minds here. Yeah, great segue. The, you're right. The coffee maker without the co- I mean, Nespresso. Nespresso slash coffee maker or Nespresso? I have, a, I have a Nespresso and then I also have a, like a, a little mini coffee maker. So your number four is the Nespresso or is it combined, right? You said combined? It's combined. Yeah so, yeah, so we just have a coffee maker and without it, yeah, none of the none of the kitchen. It, it keeps the lights on. It keeps the kitchen going. Do you remember that when ESPN did those This Is Sports Center commercials? Those are the best. Love and that. there was that one with Lance Armstrong in the basement biking, and like he's biking, he was like powering yes. all of right. ESPN. That's the coffee maker. Absolutely. Without the coffee maker, lights are off, baby. And you can't 100%. you can't do it without it. And it's the first thing I use every morning in the kitchen it's not the last thing i use at night but i think about it at night i say in the morning i can't wait to have some nice coffee get those beans going mr bean 100 uh, percent. to me the, the the smell of coffee while it's brewing the the, the sounds of it coming out it's just it's a beautiful thing it really it changes sometimes my attitude in the morning being like oh my god another day ahead got the week ahead have a sip of coffee the process of making coffee it just changes everything it's a, med- it's a meditative process. It's a ritual. Then there's yep. not enough rituals in the world. Actually, something interesting about watching Rami, um, like just even the idea of in Islam that you pray five times a day, it's right. like a, a, a grounding ritual, right? Like yep. obviously, obviously, I've never done it, uh, but like the world, the modern world doesn't really 
account and make time for those types of rituals where I imagine if you do pray five times a day, for example, like whatever you're doing, then you, that's going to kind of ground you and take you to some sort of place of peace. And right. I mean, not, not to draw comparisons at all, but the coffee maker making the coffee kind of has a function that's not too dissimilar. hundred percent. I would say I, I pray once a week when I record praise best with you. That's more of my, that's my uh, spiritual meditation prayer to, to God. That's nice. That's very, very eloquent. I'm not going to, I'm not going to meet your level here. Okay. I don't consider this a religious experience. I, I just focus on the cooking. <laughs> so you would say cooking is not always a religious experience? When I'm cooking, when I'm braising, I feel like I'm having an uh, outer body experience with me and the big guy up top. So the, the kitchen is my sanctuary, but I'm not, I'm not going to be a missionary. I'm not going to spread that you have to convert to, or maybe we should, that you have to convert to cooking in the pot kitchen braised bits. I think you should. I, think should I was cool. I was trying to be adversarial here, but I can't think of a good reason why. To be honest, love that. Wow, got you over. <laughs> Doesn't happen all the time with these these back and forth. But I, I I broke you down. You did break me down. You broke me back mountain. Nice. I'll smooch you. I'll put it on the ledger. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the coffee maker. Great. That's so. You, that was your number four, right? The coffee yep. maker. I mean, we talked about my number three chef's nice number two coffee maker, so I'm going to go straight to my number one here. My number one is a walk. Walk around the clock. Most useful kitchen item by far. We got one about two years ago, and it's changed the game. Number, You could cook just a large thing, stews. I cook pasta in it now. Like I put everything in together. I fried rice. Um, really any sort of dish where it's all going to kind of come together. It's the perfect apparatus. You put the lid on. You could braise things. I braise things in the wok all the time. I braise bits. I braise wow. broccoli. Those are really the two things I braise. Cabbage, I braise. Nice. And it's the way it's constructed is that the sides also are like heated. So you get kind of that, that, that full cook. And without the wok has really leveled up my personal cooking and the cooking of our, our household. And... I would recommend everyone to get a wok if you haven't gotten one. I actually made this for walking. Wow, this was yeah. I mean, it, it's it's walking the walk for sure. And I, I didn't say this, so Kate was gone this weekend, and on Friday I I bought a, a big bag of shrimp. Kate's allergic to shellfish, but I, she was gone, so I bought a big bag of shrimp and I cooked the shrimp in the wok. Shell on that's a shell on is just juicier, more flavor. Wow, way better, I think. And I actually shout out to all of our Indian listeners. I went to this pretty good spice store in the East Village called Dual Specialty. It's called Dual Specialty Spices or just Dual Specialty. And I got this uh, Vindaloo like, like, like powder, basically, like basically like the spices that consist of, of Vindaloo. And I I made like shrimp Vindaloo basically. Oh man, that sounds and scrumptious. It was unreal, and it was very spicy. Oh yeah, but I don't have. I've never used the wok. I've always, I've always found it interesting people using woks, and I feel like it's, it's the way you describe it. It's very dynamic. It's just. It's also you know how when you try to cook things in a pan, but like you try to cook like I don't know spinach or, or kale or really anything, and it's like oh this pan isn't big enough, right. for what I'm trying to cook. Problem solved with the wok. I'm just afraid it's going to take up a lot of space. 
it does. That's the problem. It's a big boy, so you can't like. It takes up. It takes up basically two places on the stove. Sure. For me, but that's it's worth it because. How's you know, the it's, it's easy, breezy, beautiful. Covergirl. It's worth it. you and that's L'Oreal. L'Oreal's you're worth it. Maybelline. Quiznos. Toasted. How's the, the cleaning of the wok? Very easy. Cheesy? Not really. The cheese comes right off. Beautiful. Do you ever make eggs in the wok? I don't really, but you can. No. Huh. I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised it's number one. I learn something every day. Stay wok. <laughs> that was good. That really, that really cut me up. Which is a great transition to my number three. My number three is the cutting board. I think the cutting board is one of the most underrated items in the kitchen. I it, it just it makes cutting easier. Who would have thunk the cutting board makes cutting easier? But gives it gives you an area, gives you the just the a place to have a good grip of where you're cutting. But allows you to organize your cutting. Allows you to really get messy on one specific place. Easy to clean. I have a wooden cutting board. I also have a not ceramic. I guess it's, it's plastic cutting board. I prefer the wooden. It, it just you can also use it as a charcuterie board. It's got multi usages. Good for presentations. It's it feel like it, it just kind of brings my entire kitchen together. It's like I, it's, it's out there. It's it's just it's the captain of the kitchen. I'd say. It's, it's, it's out front, it's the spokesperson, it's the, the Kaylee McEnany of my kitchen. It's my number three, cutting board. Cutting board man gets paid. Exactly. <laughs> the cutting room. The cutting room. Board to death. Nice. Great. I, the cutting board, the problem with me is I just, it might be me. I might be greedy. I just never think it's big enough. I'm always trying, like I can always, I can never cut more than one thing on the cutting board, I feel like. Like I'm chopping up onions. And then it works, but then like, say I want to chop up carrots too. It's like I can't keep the onions on the same. We have like a wow. standard. We have two cutting boards. We have like one that's I think standard size, like normal, you know, relatively large. And then we have a smaller one. And I actually like the smaller one because it kind of lets you know what it's about. It's like, listen, I'm a small cutting board. I'll cut, but don't be putting some crazy stuff on here because I'm not going to be able to handle it. So it's like letting you know, which I appreciate. The large cutting board is like, oh yeah, I could. It's overselling and under-delivering to me. <laughs> that is fair. I, I, it's a process, though. If the cutting board's meant for action, once you're done cutting up those onions, put them on a plate, put them on like a dish. I know, but it's the cutting board. It's like, it's the prep. It's, it's meal prep. It's, right. like, it's, like, it's like saying, say we have two items for meal prep. We got to talk about Eric Seidel being nuts. And then yeah. we got to talk about something the Podfather is saying, you know? Right. King, of, you, you didn't talk about King of Queens again. And, <laughs> like, we we should be able to include both with plenty of space and not have to worry about it. But the cutting board is saying, like, no, you got to choose one. Right. And that's crazy. Oh, I agree. One thing I don't like, I don't like people that use their countertop and they, like, like people who, who, like, make pizza dough on the countertop you, you wash it down and you use like the whole countertop oh, yeah. as as a cutting board that really grosses me out like when you're cooking vegetables and everything's on like the countertop that to me is loco yeah it's, that's despicable behavior despicable me can't have that no alright my number two was 
your probably best character in Braves Bits, the Count Spatula. I got a I got Spatula Maniscalco. It's my number two. Benedict Cumberspatch. It's just I use it probably the most out of everything. It's lifting. It's flipping. It's spreading. What can't the Spatula do? It's 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 the it's the Robin to my cutting board Batman. It's 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 the it's an unsung hero. It's easy to clean. It's it's there. It's flipping. It's Flipadelphia. I'm going nuts about it. It's my number two spatch. Your number two is me, Sebastian Manaspatula. <laughs> I'm your number two. Manaspatula. <laughs> I'm trying to just flip, and there you come in. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, that's my number two. What are you doing, number two? <laughs> I knock on the door 20 years ago. Hey, come on in. It's great. Now? You knock on the door? You got to... I can call the fire department. This is... To me, this is better than the, the Count Spatula. Spatula Maniscalco. Is, it might, it might no, have to do a whole no, Spatula episode. No way. Not in the same ballpark. It's like Obama. Barack <laughs> Spatula Obama. <laughs> Now, I'm Sebastian Manispatula. The best is when your characters fall apart. That's my favorite. That's my favorite aspect. I ain't falling apart. But a spatula can also keep things together. It it can back things. It's just multi-use. We've talked about it. And then, my number one, it's going against all the rules of the list, but I'm not going to back down. It's it's the fridge, Lance. It's it's the refrigerator. (laughs) It's just... What 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 can you say? It does everything. You you put your groceries in there. You you, you store things. It keeps things fresh. I don't know how it works. You plug it into a wall. And it's like a, it's like Disney World in there. It's you put everything in. It, it's always working. Power outages. Don't open the fridge. You ever hear this? You get a power outage. Don't open the fridge. That's I think that's always said. Get, you'll love that. You love something that if you don't open it, it'll still keep working. It's just, I, I appreciate it every time I, I look at it, especially when in the warm months, it's always cold in there. Stick your head in there, have a day. It's my number one. It's the refrigerator. Yeah, with the fridge, I mean, I would say I take it for granted. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. I expect it to be there. Listen, if it's not there, then it's not like, a, like it, it, it. it's not a kitchen if it's not there, so... Uh, it's it, to me. It's it's. I don't even count it as an item because it's, I, just, it's I not, remember in, it's in like, college, it's in, like saying, in the dorms, having like a like a, a small little refrigerator and yeah. just thinking like, how lucky am I to have this thing that I could make drinks cold? I could put things, food in there, keep it fresh, leftovers. It's just like it's something you forget about, but it's special. To me, it's like you can't call your room a kitchen without a fridge. So it it almost doesn't even compute into the rankings to me it's like saying like you live in a house but there's no roof right so it's, like it's what makes the kitchen yeah but then you get into like home. well you got to say the stove you got to say like the propane or whatever and then it gets into a little andrew dice clay territory where you're just talking about oh well then there has to be walls otherwise the kitchen isn't a room it gets a it's a gray deep. area though because like some kitchens they got they got dishwash dish cleaners dishwashers i i, I personally don't is that a I guess that's the luxury item to have a, a dishwasher. 
But uh, the fridge and the oven, those are those are obvious things you have to have in the kitchen. I, I will all admit, the oven, it was my number three. But on the fly, I thought, you know what? It's also my number three, the cutting board. So you had two number threes? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> all right. I'm going to do whack. I'm going to reveal Whack Goldberg's prediction of your top cooking items. Whack Goldberg? I'm kidding. Jesus. I was about to sign out of here. Whack Goldberg. Yeah, Whack Goldberg. I messaged Whack Goldberg this week. No, I'm kidding. I messaged Phil Jackson. But Phil's going to be Phil's gonna be upset about that. I, it was a little bit of a, a brain slip there. It's all right. Whack, Keep Phil humble. Whack, I hope you forgive me. But more so, Phil, I hope you forgive me. Phil's Jesse, still run the Jesse, triangle. Phil's the, the Zen master. He'll be all right. Jesse just made a face when I said whack again, and he's like, "Is it? Does this person have dementia?" <laughs> but here we go. Phil Jackson's predicts Jesse's top nine. Phil Jackson's always coming up with a great intro, more like Phil Jackson, but more like Phil Phil Roth to me. Sure. I think I've made that joke already, but I'm going to make it again. Still fresh. Keep Phil Jackson. More like Phil Roth to me. <laughs> Second time's even better. Here we go. Chef Jay Iggs might not be what first comes to mind when you think about a pampered chef. But <laughs> contrary to what audiences across rooftops in Brooklyn may think, his culinary prowess extends to physical kitchens too. Sweet Feet demands his respect for his tasty chicken thighs, and I'll be the first to tell you that he chisels his dishes with the finest tools. Tools that just don't that don't just include his quick wit and knack for spice. When I think of kitchen items, I think of a blank canvas our chef uses to discover his passions, his inner spirit, his just ne sais quoi. Wow. So he's got right on top, right the first thing, the fridge. <laughs> a boy, Phil. Wait, wait. See, me and Phil both interpreted these lists. On the same page, we're both running the same offense. You can't deny the fridge. It's what it's the backbone of the kitchen. Attaboy, Phil. William Perry. The spatula, aka his spatchy spatch. <laughs> two for two. Spatch is a hulan. Then nice. he's got the cast iron skillet. Three for three. Did he specify nonstick? He didn't. Come on, Phil. The chopping knives. <laughs> I just I like they call them chopping knives. But that's it. I mean, not another great guess. The whisk? Way off. That's that's going to be way off. I'm not a whisk guy. I can use a spoon to whisk. I'm not going to be going out there getting a whisk. I'm not baking things. That's that's the last common standing of, of predictions. I do like how it looks. It's kind of whisker-esque. True. That was, that was a miss. It's all right. I apologize. The thing I love Miss about West. Phil Jackson is he's more like a he's more like a Philip Roth. <laughs> wow. Then he's got a big old chili pot. <laughs> uh, I do. I recently was given a uh, a crock pot or a. I guess it's a chili pot. I haven't used it yet. Just I'll, I'll let you know. Then I'll remain let you know. Then, I haven't used it yet. Then he's got a bonus. A garlic press purchased for Jesse by Phil Jackson, which enables no burnt garlic. 
Wow. Is that is this a gift on the way? Is Phil saying he's going to get me this? this? This is a promise. This is very cryptic. I appreciate it, Phil. I'm looking forward to getting this. This is going to be great. Thanks for the for the gift. And then he says, Brazon. <laughs> Beautiful. I think he and I both appreciate, and the Brazonbacks appreciate you, including the Brazon. Strong predictions, Phil. Terrible guess with the whisk, but Kate had absolutely phenomenal guesses. Here we go. Straight off the bat, guesses the walk. She yeah. knows your body. She knows you love the walk. Then coming in with the coffee maker. Bingo. Bang. Two for two. Number three, the skillet. You did not have a skillet. I did not. Any reason why not? We talked about it. It, it was up there, but it just didn't make the list. Too didn't make the cut. It's like you try right. to cook eggs on it, and it, it's not good. All right. But it's pretty good. It, you know, it's like number 12, probably. Gotcha. Then she guesses the blender. We talked blender, not in your list. I did have blender as my number eight. Jonathan Blender. Nice. Trade out of high school. Yep. Then the cheese grater. Oh, uh, you know what? In a previous edition, I had the grater as, um, what did I have? I had it as, I had it instead of tongs. Wow. And that last second. Last second. Yeah, last second change. The grater, I probably should have. Because there's not cheese many. Cheese grater Gatsby. The, yeah, there's not many kitchen items greater than it. No. Yeah, it's tough. I'm surprised. I don't grate my own cheese. I usually get my cheese already grated. Oh man, that's what are you doing? It's it's this one another one of those things. I feel like it's it takes me ten what seconds to grate, and I got to clean it for ten minutes. What are you doing? What don't? are you doing? And then knives for chopping. Got it. Got it. Bang, got got the most important ones. Exactly. This is a tough one. You know, we're getting a little bit esoteric with our top nine, so. Yeah. But great prediction overall from Kate and Phil. Yeah, pretty solid overall. You got any ads this week? I do. My number one, as we talked about, was the fridge. And somehow, coincidentally, today's episode of Braised Bits is brought to you by Florida Gator Refrigerators. Do you love the Florida Gators? Not the university's mascot, but rather the species of animal, the alligator, that are common in Florida. Do you love refrigerators? You're going to love these custom Florida Gator refrigerators that have beautiful gator paneling. Just ask former Florida Gator quarterback Tim Tebow. Oh wait, he's not an alligator. Florida Gator refrigerators. We don't really know. Yeah. Do, do the Florida Gator refrigerators ever have any crisp leaks? Always. Fresh leaks. Always the refrigerators are known for having the fresh leaks. But uh, do they leak? No leaks. So Chris leaks? No Chris leaks? <laughs> they don't leak, but we have Chris leaks, but they don't leak. I don't believe you. I think there's a, there's a, mar there's a, hole, there's a hole in there. And that's going to cause a Chris leak. I got you got to Dan Mullen it over a little bit. I will. Is that the coach's name? Dan Mullins? Mullins? Not sure. I think so. Who was the coach when they... Oh, uh, Urban Meyer, right? Urban Meyer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, if you buy a Florida Gator refrigerator, you don't end up in an urban quagmire with a Chris Leak in your right. in Florida Gator fridge. You don't want it to turn into a swamp. You don't. Drain the swamp is what I always say. Yeah. I guess you got to... You, you make great Gainesville, though. 
Exactly. You don't want to Tallahassee see it for yourself. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for all these Florida riffs. Yeah, you know, I got a, got a, made a lot of capital Gainesville's this year. All right. So You're really hitting all the right keys. All the right keys. Florida keys. Key Florida Florida. keys. This week, we're also sponsored by Bed Bath & Beyond Burger, who I believe was a sponsor before, no? Sounds, it sounds about right. Yeah, I think they were a sponsor that went through your sales channels, I believe. I believe that. I, I, it sounds very familiar. Yeah, so we're back with another ad from Bed Bath & Beyond Burger. Looking for a new kitchen appliance? Meet us at Bed Bath & Beyond Burger. Or should we say, vegetable us at Bed Bath & Beyond Burger. <laughs> Bed Bath & Beyond Burger has solved the age-old problem of buying a bathtub that's slathered in ground turkey. At Bed Bath & Beyond Burger, you can sleep comfortably, knowing that all of our home goods aren't stuffed with inhumanely raised corn-fed cattle. Instead, everything we sell is handmade by nine-year-olds in appalling but technically legal factory conditions halfway around the world. Yo Soy Lance and Soyo Soy are our burgers and home goods all made with tons of soy. Soy Jones Jr., they're a real knockout. Bed Bath & Beyond Burger, now also available for delivery with Uber Pete's. Wow. Combination of two different companies. What a great collaboration. Yeah. Great ad. Thanks for, thanks for sponsoring the pod. Support people who support us, Razorbacks. That's Get right. Get yourself a refrigerator and go shopping at Bed Bath & Beyond Burger. That's right. Now we got, we got one question this week. Again, thanks for everyone who've sent questions and who continue to send questions and who will send questions in the future. If you want to send a question, you can email us at brazebits at gmail.com. Again, that's brazebits at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on Insta. Am I saying it right? Insta? Yeah, Insta. Insta. Yep, that's good pronunciation. Insta at brazebits. And this week, this might be the best constructed question we've gotten so far. It's got nice layers like lasagna, I would say. Jesse, would, sure you, does. would you like to this, read it? This one really uh, it warmed me up. Yeah, same same here. I'll read it. <laughs> I, can, I can read it also. I got it in front of me. Can we read it? If you want. You can read it. I'll read Should it. Should we both read it at the same time? No. Fitz Bros, it starts out. So this is from, this Razorback goes by five stars at the Bits Carlton. So. Nice. Five stars of the Bits Carlton says, Bits Bros, I'm in the market for a new winter jacket. My old one lasted since junior year in college, I'm now 28, and looking to get one that will take me into my mid-30s. Something that isn't out of style, but could maybe even say young dad down the road. I'm single, but increasingly feeling more like old man Lance. I just want to eat a chicken cutlet sandwich and live in a log cabin with Borat voice, my wife. Oh, you gotta! You can't just say. That's why I should have read it. You gotta use the boy voice, my wife. He goes on. What do the bits bros think here? Do you ride or die with a particular Ben winter coats? Nice. I'm fine spending money if something's gonna last ten years. Would prefer not to get Canada Goose because apparently they're bad. But at the same time, I'm sure all these companies are bad if you actually look. Good point. So if one if but so if one of you really stand Canada Goose, maybe I won't view it as QAB. Which that is brilliant. You Fantastic see what you see what question. he did there at I the did. end. I won't view it as QAB if we stand Canada. Absolutely, Goose. It's it's an it's unbelievable. One of the, as you said, it's got layers to it. Fantastic question. 
Fitzcarlton. Yeah, fantastic. What do you, you got? Strong opinions on winter jackets? I I guess I do. I, I'm definitely not a big fan of Canada Goose, more because of the the logo. It looks like a like a patch, like a, for like fancy people, just to like show that you're fancy and can afford Canada Goose. I've never never worn it. I'm sure it's warm, good quality. I, I'm not. I don't stand Canada Goose. I probably would never wear it. Um, but I honestly, I, I'm anti puffy jacket. I, I'm the, I hate a puffy winter jacket. I'm already a puffy guy. Puff on top of puff. That's way too much puffy. If I wear a puffy jacket, everyone always feels like they can like slap me for some reason. Because it's like, oh, you're wearing a puffy jacket. I get like you're wearing shoulder pads. I can hit you. It's just I don't like that. I'm not gonna wear a puffy jacket. Um, I usually what I've been doing in the winter time is I like to wear layers. I, I wear a like a fall coat with a sweatshirt or hoodie under it, which I feel like is a nice style and also keeps you warm. Does pretty much the same job as a winter jacket, but doesn't look as puffy. I have a nice Banana Republic jacket. That's if I wore it alone with nothing under it, wouldn't be warm enough for the winter. But I put throwing on a, a hoodie under it, it does the job. Keeps me very warm. I'm a, I, I also I feel like North Face is a very high school ish, college ish jacket. I definitely had one back in the day. Did did the job. A few years ago, I had a Patagonia jacket. I still have it. Those are also good, but pretty puffy overall. I, I, I personally like to layer up rather than getting a big old stocky winter jacket. I also, I'm, I'm interested to know, this guy had the same winter jacket, or girl, since college. What kind of jacket? He didn't say what kind of jacket that was. This is Lasted true. Lasted that long. This is true. Good point. Um, that's, that's been, I've never heard of a winter jacket lasting like a decade. Well, junior, year, yes, yeah, like eight years probably. Junior in college, 21, 20, 21 to 28, yeah. 27. I don't know. That's that's kind of how long mine would last, I feel like. But I guess, so, um, I like what you said. That's kind of my way to go, too. I think you should get a warm but stylish winter jacket. And when I say stylish, I don't mean that I'm stylish. I mean a jacket that fits your style. You, you recently got a nice stylish jacket. Yeah, and it was about a year ago. I got it in Avignon uh, during our honeymoon, which was like literally a year ago right now. And I love I love that jacket, and I'm excited. I remember when you showed up to the Lantern with that. You get a, it, it, you get it, a whole swagger. It, it like upgraded me. You got a glow up. Yeah, and so I'm excited to bring out that jacket. And yeah, in the winter this past year, I would just wear a sweatshirt and that jacket, and that yeah. would generally be warm enough. I think that's the way to go as a as a person who's getting the age to the age where you have to have that circular ice for your bourbon. Right. It's that you can get like a Canada Goose or like I have a Patagonia jacket. I think Kate got it for me a few years ago and it's warm and it's nice. But it also does feel like a bit of a uniform. Like I'm going to exactly. school. It's like yeah. I'm going to winter school. Right. And um, it's good. Like in it's ten like, years, you can pull it off. I think when we're like forty is when you can have like a big winter jacket. It doesn't really matter how you look. It's 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 just gonna keep you warm. Yeah, I would say don't go to one of these larger brands because I feel like they're also expensive. Like I do know the kind of goose jackets are like five hundred dollars. And yeah, that's crazy. you're right. The North Face could do the job, but it's kind of college. Patagonia is nice. I mean, I don't know if if that's your th- if you, if your thing is like you're looking. It does seem like this guy's looking for like a brand name jacket. Yeah. Just do you know go on the internet and figure out what you like, or go into these stores in person. 
Um, I think you should you should go, you should just go to a bunch of find something you like. I don't know. I mean, the one I went to, I, we were in Avignon, and there was all these uh, like uh, boutique type places, and there was one with these cool jackets. I so guess shopping. It's is pretty wild to buy a jacket on the honeymoon. Did you have space for it in your bag coming home, or did you wear it home? Wait, definitivement. J'ai uh, j'ai dit le uh, pas présentateur mais uh, like the guy in charge like le le chef le patron de uh, du magasin. I told him that like I wanted something for the winter. He was like, non non, uh, je ne parle pas d'anglais. And I was like, décembre. And he's like, oh, I got something for December. So. <laughs> Wait, how did you get the jacket home? I did put you, it in my bag. You had enough room for a, a maybe, full jacket? Maybe I wore it on the flight. I don't know. That's the big thing with traveling for me is, is like, how am I going to get this stuff home? You get a jacket. I'm surprised you would have room for it. I think I in a bag. That's how you transfer I didn't think about that. You got a bag for it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I put it in a fridge. That. You got to keep the jacket chill. I put it in a Florida Gator refrigerator. I, can, uh, I hope I get to see you in that jacket this winter. I know. It really gets me riled up. You can see me. I'll come I'll see walk, you. I'll walk to Astoria. Beautiful. We'll go to Telly's Taverna. I love it. Or no, Taverna... Taverna Kicklades. Kicklades. Gotta take you there. You'll love it. Kicklades, Sweet sauce. Kicklades potato chips. Nice. So that was a good question. Thanks so much. Yeah, so I'd just say go with go with your gut. I mean, I think the the move is a sweatshirt and then a jacket because it kind of gives you a personal. It, it clothes ex- express your individuality in a way. I don't. I'm not a big clothes guy. I like to be naked, but Same. at this age, if you're trying to distinguish yourself like that, then have your own style. But don't go nuts. I mean, unless you're a crazy guy. A wild, yeah, crazy unless guy. you're Mr. Peanuts. Unless you're Mr. Bean. Right, that'd be pretty creepy. Yeah, I, I agree. Go with your gut. It is tough to go shopping for jackets. It feels like an investment. That's why I think the the, the fall coat is a nice way to kind of it's it's versatile. You can wear it in the fall. You can it, then you can layer up with it. It's got multi use. Yeah, and I think that's what he's basically. That's what he's kind of coming to us with. He's like, I'm making this investment. Give me the stock. Right. And what I say, the- I say, go with the chicken stock. I agree. Should we move on to Canada Goose's questionable at best? Exactly. Let's do it. I'll go first. Please. You said you wanted to go first. I could tell. I, no, I, I didn't said, say Nope. It. I stepped over it. I, I said, I'll let you go you first. Said, I was going to say, I was going to say, I'll let you go to get on base. I'll knock you in. All right. I'll just step, cut you in line and go first. So my QAB, or was that a joke really more so, is that... This morning, a lot of mornings, I'll make like a bowl type thing where I put, I think I've talked about this, but I'll put like peanut butter, almond butter, and then a bunch of like fruit in a bowl. And a lot of times I put uh, like sea salt on it because just it's like it makes it more flavorful nice. and better. Sometimes cayenne pepper also. And this morning. Whoa, on peanut butter? Oh, yeah. Like, and yeah, and like blueberries and bananas. And so it gives a nice kick. Wow. Never done that. Spicy berries? Yeah. Spicy wow. Kevin berries. Nice. So this morning, I wasn't thinking, and pretty much we've talked about this. Garlic is your number one spice, yep. or, right? Seasoning, and I've been using this garlic powder that we've got. Not like a lot of things I've been cooking lately, and just like 
um, instinctively, I took the garlic powder out of the cabinet and I just put it on. And then as I was putting it on, I realized, oh, this is garlic powder on, oh, my, no. on my like breakfast on these like blueberries and oh. blackberries and almond butter. And I ate it because I was like, I got it. I'm not going to throw this out. And it's not something I would do again. I wouldn't say it was good, but <laughs> it was it was tolerable. It was very interesting. I was like, it, I was like to me, it was like this is how good garlic. It also just made it. I mean, because I guess I'm used to a, the same general taste of of this morning thing that I make, and this was clearly different. Right. And someone's uh, smoke detector. Does that happen in in your apartment or my apartment? I think so. Oh, I think our smoke detector is going off. Hold on. <laughs> no worries. That's what happens when you're in the kitchen. That's what happens when you're in the kitchen. That's when you're cooking too hot. We got some breeze beats. We got some breeze beats. They're coming in hot, so ready or not for race bits. Mmm, bits. Episode 46, we're back in it. A little bit of a pause, but that's okay, we're back. We're back at it. It actually gave me perfect time to do real meal prep. So it was a quick pause and I started prepping for my own dinner. You gotta love that. You gotta love that. So my QAB was the garlic in the in the breakfast. But that's right. the garlic that's how good garlic is. That's what it's gonna do. And was it a joke? Am I gonna do it again? No. But it was nice. It was kinda nice. It didn't sound nice, but I probably wouldn't try it. I, those kind of things scare me. It makes me feel like if I did that it might ruin garlic for me. Or you, or you, or you might love it so much that you would just be the person who puts garlic in their, their fruit. Yeah, that crazy guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see. Probably won't do that. My QAB. Not sure if you saw this uh, trailer for this mo- new movie coming out. Uh, it's absolutely insane. I saw it on Twitter, and it just, I just I still couldn't believe. It. I feel like I heard rumblings about this being made, and I was like, it can't be real. Mel Gibson playing. Santa Claus in this new movie called The Fat Man. And it started, if you watch the trailer, I recommend it. It is one of the most bizarre trailers I've ever seen. It's like, he plays Santa Claus. I'll, I'll read you the little blurb about the movie. It's, the blurb says, to save his declining business, Santa Claus is forced into a partnership with the military. But a devious 12-year-old hires a hitman to kill the jolly elf after getting a lump of coal in his stocking. Yeah, I mean it's one that's of the craziest concepts, and it's Mel Gibson playing Chris Grimm. That sounds either like it's going to be an amazing movie, or there's just no ideas left in the world. It is bananas. It's it's QAB to me because Mel Gibson should be totally canceled. We live in a cancel culture. I can't believe we can't cancel this guy. But I somehow I don't know if it's for good or for bad. I'm able to separate the art from the artist. Like I. I like Woody Allen movies. I'm not really sure about his personal things. And I like Mel Gibson movies. He's done some classic movies. Does he hate Jews? Probably. Is he anti-Semitic? Definitely. But this movie trailer, it looks insane. And I might, I might watch it. Yeah, it sounds like, sounds like you're gonna. <laughs> I might have to. Yeah. I've watched the trailer like 10 times. It makes me laugh every time. It starts out as like, just like a... Is this a shooter movie? Is this like a Mel Gibson playing a, a sharpshooter? He's playing Santa Claus, and a twelve-year-old kid hires an assassin because he got coal in his slide. He's coming to town. 
Mel Gibson's coming to town. That's right. Walter Goggins is in it. You know, he's a great actor. He's got a big forehead. Yeah, Classic. I know. I know. I know the gog. Got all the gog. I, I recommend I, that people just watch the uh, the trailer for the Fat Man. It'll when give you a good laugh. I, when I see Walter, I go Goggins. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely Goggins. Lady Goggins. Yeah. Yeah, that's my QEB. Just the trailer is QEB, and I thought is that a joke, but it's not a joke. It's, it's actually being made. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's all I get. Between that and Borat Two, what are you more excited for? Definitely Borat Two. I cannot. I, I might have a viewing party. I might have a super spreader event just to watch Borat Two. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna go nuts. Absolutely. Should we bring it in? I, I, I can't bring in the closer right now. I think I'm going to leave it to you. <laughs> All right. A one. Br- bring me in. A two. A one, two, three, four. That was, that was strong. Thanks I lost for, myself in that. Thanks for powering through that. Of course. You yeah. got anything to plug? Promote? You got anything to plug? <laughs> I got to plug in my uh, refrigerator before it runs away. I got nothing to really plug. Follow me on social media. Send us a question. Send us some meal prep, some feedback. Appreciate all the Brazerbacks listening. Yeah, send us uh, a question, bracebits at gmail, or DM us on Insta. <laughs> at Braze Bits and leave a review if if you want on iTunes or Stitcher or uh, in front of our apartments yeah Google Saurus or wherever you know the places that there they are and there say whatever you want we've gotten only five star reviews so we could either keep it that way or we could, like, it could be a big drama that we got not a five-star review. Leave us a one-star, make it a funny review. Leave us anything. Remember OnStar? Sure do. So, like, that was, like, in that weird in-between between when people looked at maps and people use Google Maps. Right, you would call in and they give you directions. Yeah. And it was also, if, like, you got stranded somewhere, there was someone who come and pick you up. Enterprise. Prize fighter fight. Prize fighter. You know, you, you, sometimes when the, you know things happen in the kitchen, you you, you lose the, some of the spice. Yeah, sometimes the enterprise isn't right. <laughs> there it is. All right, uh, good times. Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace. Peace.